G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Let's turn our attention to the persecution of Christians in China. Open Doors is an amazing ministry that strengthens Christians in some of the most dangerous and persecuted places on the earth. One of the partners of Open Doors has described the persecution in China as it's like trying to kill a chicken to warn the monkey. In other words, you target a few churches to warn the rest. Jordan Scott is part of the Open Doors team and joins us now. Jordan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. It's great to be with you. Jordan, tell us what is going on in the church in China now in 2023. Yeah, well, it is getting more difficult to follow Jesus in China as time goes on, especially in the last five years. China ranks 16th in this year's World Watch List, which is our annual ranking of the most dangerous places to live as a Christian. And we are seeing that the church in China is increasingly affected by the state interfering and dominating church affairs, um, whether the churches involved are state approved uh, or whether they're non-registered, which means that they are underground churches or secret churches. So in order to be a legal church in China, uh, churches are required to register. uh, And that means that if, if they're registered, it means that they're susceptible to all kinds of uh, state control about how the church will run and what content that can be shared between the the four walls and 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 the state is being more and more prescriptive about how these registered churches can run. Um, sermons might have to be submitted for approval. Pro-China slogans could be displayed uh, within the church. Uh, CCTV can be installed inside and outside the church. So uh, there is uh, a very tightened grip on uh, churches that are registered and that is forcing um, a lot of churches and church leaders to take their churches uh, underground, which means that they're they're choosing not to be registered, they're choosing to be illegal churches uh, and they're meeting instead in homes and um, uh, in more discreet venues. Yeah, so effectively what you're saying is the Chinese government are trying to exert control and I'll describe what you have just told us about now is absolute control over the church in China. Yeah, and kind of creating this blend between patriotism and faith, um, which isn't uh, uncommon to the rest of the world, but is taking a unique um, uh, expression within China, which is leading to yeah just heightened levels of control over what church leaders can and can't do, what Christians can and can't do, and what ministry can look like within, within the country. Yeah, and I believe that 1,200 crosses were torn down from churches in China. Yeah, it's it's been quite devastating to see um, just kind of the threat, like what you mentioned, to kill the chicken to warn the monkey. Um, that idea of uh, yeah, those big dramatic shows of strength and intimidation to try and intimidate the rest of uh, of the the church within China to um, c- to comply so that they they don't face the same consequences. Um, so we are seeing just a mixed response from Christians within China uh, over yeah big displays of um, of authority like that. Yeah, and sadly in Australia we had a hospital in Canberra recently have the cross taken off it as well. The Calvary 
Hospital. But as well as taking down the crosses from the churches in China, I believe that three large churches, uh, one in Beijing, I'm afraid to say the other two cities, uh, Jordan, maybe you can help me out there, but they actually closed down these large churches. Yeah, there have been um, a lot of registered churches that have decided to um, uh, close down. Uh, there, there are a lot of church leaders that are unfortunately really intimidated by what, what is happening. Um, I chatted with some of our local partners last week. Um, they kind of chatted me through some of the struggles of what following Jesus looks like in China right now. And they were telling me about a, a local pastor who uh, he, he was really earnest. He was sharing with this congregation that he was afraid of the threats and the intimidation that he'd been facing, uh, especially online and just the, the censorship that he'd been facing. Um, and actually half of his congregation weren't there the next week. Um, they caught the fear, so to speak, and they, they, weren't, um, they didn't want to continue coming to church because of the risk. Um, so, yeah, it is really sad to see when things like that happen. Um, so there is a mixed response. There are some uh, churches that will choose to close down and, um, uh, and maybe stop operating out of fear or they'll compromise. And then there are some churches that um, are strongly devoted to following Jesus and, uh, and will become even stronger through this, um, through prayer and devotion and, and through mission and reaching out to the unreached people groups uh, within China. Yeah, and obviously... Easy for us to say sitting here in Australia, but we know from church history that persecuted Christians and persecuted churches do tend to grow, but there's a lot of suffering on that on that journey. So it sounds like our hope is for the underground church in China. It sounds like that is the space where God is still able to move. What reports are you hearing about from the underground church? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely hard to say um, what the actual size of the underground church is because the whole... Uh, the whole, I guess, goal of the underground church is to stay away from authorities um, and to kind of operate more covertly. So we actually can't be sure of the exact numbers of the underground church, but um, but we are seeing um, a, a movement of churches toward um, kind of meeting in these covert ways. And we, we've seen some research from Overland Christian Mission, which some of the listeners might be um, uh um, familiar with, they have actually said that combined with underground and registered churches, that the Chinese church is supposed to be the largest church in the world by 2030. Uh, so they would overtake America um, by the population of the church or the number of Christians in the country, uh, which is quite amazing and, and striking. But um, yeah, they they still they really do need our prayer and support um, in order to to get them there with the increased uh, pressure and persecution that they've been facing in the last five years, um, and it is growing rapidly. Yeah, and you're hearing reports about persecution against the underground church leaders who are being discovered or dobbed in or uh, revealed to the authorities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their goal is to be as wise as serpents, but as innocent as, as doves. Uh, so they don't want to needlessly aggravate authorities. They want to remain faithful to Jesus um, and keep meeting. Uh, no matter where it is, whether it's in homes, uh, just out of sight of the authorities. But but our partners have shared that they've been receiving phone calls from authorities warning them to remove religious content posted online. Um, and, and our partners felt intimidated at first, uh, so they had to stay vigilant. 
Um, and they actually chose to use coded language when communicating with others. Um, yeah, just trying to be as wise as they can, but also keep serving and strengthening the church. So, um, yeah, there is definitely persecution targeted at um, underground uh, church leaders as well, um, because if discovered, they can be subject to arrest and imprisonment. Yeah, and something which is a, a recent phenomena is digital persecution. Can you tell us what digital persecution is? Yeah, so over the past few years, there have been several laws and regulations that have been enforced in China, um, some of which actually directly limit the freedom of Christians to practice their faith. And these regulations have put Christians and churches in in quite a tight spot in China. Um, My my interview with our local partners um, last week was talking about that they were sharing about keyword censorship and how content with certain words uh, just isn't accessible on the internet. Uh, And earlier this year, it was recognized that a selection of Christian words have been added to that list, which means some worship songs, sermons and Bible apps um, was added to the restricted content section. So it was completely inaccessible within China. Um, And uh, we saw a recent report from uh, Freedom House and they talked about how China is technically categorized as not free um, uh, and has been listed as the world's worst abuse of Internet freedom for eight consecutive years. So it's, it's, a, it's a really um, a horrible picture that is being painted for just the restriction that Chinese uh, Chinese people in general, but Chinese believers um, are facing when it comes to digital persecution, censorship, um, access to Christian materials. And, and um, one of the, the reports um, said that conditions for internet users in China remained profoundly uh, oppressive and confirmed the country's status as the world's worst abuser of internet freedom. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite a dismal outlook, really, and it, and it keeps getting less and less. Jordan, I would love for you right now to pray for the church in China, and I'm going to pray after you. I just sense a bit of a burden in my heart right now. Why don't we pray for our brothers and sisters in China right now? Maybe people listening to us right now will join their hearts to our prayers. Jordan, will you, will you pray for the church in China, please? Yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your church in China. We thank you for the um, beautiful part of the body of Christ that they are and for how resilient and faithful and devoted they are and um, how they keep meeting uh, despite the cost. And uh, they keep following you even in the face of rising pressure and digital persecution, God. Um, We thank you that you are strengthening them and you are equipping them and you have... um, uh, a plan and a purpose for their future and um, and you're, you're growing your church in China. So God, we just pray for strength and wisdom and boldness uh, for those who are facing surveillance and regulations, especially church leaders, God. Uh, we pray that young people would be equipped to stand strong in their faith, even if this is the first time they're facing persecution and they don't know how to cope with it. God, we pray that you would give them um, the strength to, to continue to stand um, firm in, in your promises and in your truth, um, no matter the cost. And God, we pray that the Church of China would continue to see remarkable growth, um, that the underground church would continue to grow and flourish, and that um, the body of Christ would be strengthened uh, inside of China. And God, we give you all the glory, um, and we pray that your will be done in China. In Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, and I agree with Jordan's prayer. I just pray, let the chains and the shackles that the government and that humanity is trying to put on your people, Lord, let them just break off and let the church rise up in China in the years ahead. 
shouting the praises of God, preaching the gospel, Lord, with a clear sound, with authority, with power, and even with demonstration. Lord, we thank you for your church, your people in China. Bless them and grow them and expand them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jordan. I don't know about you, but I think prayer is the answer. That's one of the main things we can do. How else can we in Australia help the believers in China, Jordan? What can we do practically to help? Yeah, it's definitely true. The local partners that I was sharing with, I said, what can we do? And they just said, please pray. We need your prayers. Um, so, yeah, 100% prayers is so powerful. So you can um, keep praying. You can find more ways to pray on our website, opendoors.org.au. And you can also find ways that you can uh, support the church in China um, uh, financially as well. Uh, we provide persecution preparedness training and seminars. And those are kind of designed to help Christians develop a theological understanding of persecution, what kind of pressures to expect, and, and how to stay faithful and obedient to Jesus uh, amidst persecution. And we also distribute Bibles and Christian discipleship materials and training. So, uh, yeah, we, we always appreciate the financial support to be able to continue to expand those programs and uh, strengthen more believers uh, within China. And I'm going to repeat that website. It's opendoors.org.au. And if you go to the Open Doors website, that's opendoors.org.au, you can find out all the different ways you can practically help and maybe your heart is touched right now or maybe your heart's touched to pray, either or both, whatever it is that God puts on your heart, I encourage you to do it and let's be a blessing to our brothers and sisters in China. Jordan, it's been a real joy talking with you today, hearing an update about the church in China and I want to thank you for joining us on 2020 today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been great to chat with you, Andrew, and huge thank you to the listeners as well. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.